0: Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends, sharing tips, strategies, real life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, And I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish,
1: and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com.
0: If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Amanda. I'm excited. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You have a really exciting update that at first you were like, no, I don't need to share that. Oh. But you kinda like you kind of met one of your heroes recently. I met
1: one of my heroes. Yeah. So, pe- people who know me well know that I love Eileen Fisher. Mm-hmm. She is a designer. Junie is crawling all over you. It's right okay. Now. She's excited. Too. Um, she is a designer who I love for many reasons. Um, I admire her entrepreneurship journey. She has a wonderful interview on how I built this with Guy Raz, where she talks about how she got started. Mm-hmm. I love um, that her clothing is very inclusive. Mm-hmm. It. It's designed for you know all different sizes, which I love it she has a huge sustainability bent bent to her and it just really goes along with my whole buy fewer higher quality things yeah so um she used to have uh, like this special store where I would go every time I would go to New York and it sparked so much joy and you could get samples that were never on the floor and so a lot of my Eileen Fisher wardrobe comes from there anyway. Recently, I went up to New York City for the day for this really cool conference at NYU called Mindfulness in a World on Fire. Mm. And I'm washing my hands in the bathroom, getting ready. And I look over, and the woman smiling at me as she's washing her hands is Eileen Fisher. And
0: you are decked out. I am
1: wearing Eileen Fisher head to toe. I
0: mean, could there be a more perfect? As I normally
1: am, if I'm dressed up in any way.
0: This is like the ultimate movie meet cute. It was a movie meet cute. So I said, oh
1: my gosh, are you Eileen Fisher? And we struck up a lovely conversation and her friend was there and was really tickled that I was wearing head to toe Eileen Fisher. And so we got a couple photos of that and she was not even speaking at this event. She was just kind of a participant and it was a very small intimate event. So I kind of got to just spend the day
0: and it was beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. You met your hero and you were wearing your clothes. There's just nothing. I mean, yeah, to really prove. And obviously that's why she was like looking at you and smiling because you standing there washing your hands and her creations how amazing is that right I mean it was very clear that I was a super fan because I
1: was wearing her clothes head to toe I recognized her yes. a lot of times designers aren't you know necessarily recognizable because they're not out front and center right their clothes are in their name and their brand is but not necessarily their faces I love it I'm and so excited fan. for you I know. Yeah. so that was really fun Good. that was a big update on my end
0: uh, well I have a fun update um, remember a few episodes ago you shared that Amazon Echo Silver, uh, SNL skit. Yes. Um, so I searched it down and Nick and I were laughing so hard at it. And then I showed my mom who had like tears in her eyes. She was laughing so hard because it is so (laughs) relevant. Like she, yeah, just the whole, I don't know about that. Like every time (laughs) they say something. So that was funny. And I wanted to share that, but also that my family decided that there needs to be an SNL skit about a mother who can find a way to freeze everything. My mom has frozen every type of food you could ever imagine. Oh no, you can freeze that? Yeah. You can freeze it. Yeah. There's my mom has frozen milk. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's going to come so out a different consistency,
1: what, I feel. It, it uh-huh. does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not sour. <laughs> no, it's not sour. No, what, I mean, does I do she not have like
1: a jumbo freezer situation happening.
0: So, this mainly became a thing that we all kind of, you know, gently poked fun at her about because when my mom and my stepdad had a beach house years ago, they sold it right before COVID. Um, but you know, it was like they would only be there sometimes on the weekends. Yeah. And so you didn't want to take the bread home with you, but you didn't want the loaf of bread to go yeah, bad. I do freeze bread. My mom f- has always frozen bread, though. Yes. Since I was a kid, if I wanted to make a sandwich, I had to get the bread out of the freezer uh-huh. first. It was just the thing. Uh-huh. But, like, the shore house really ramped up her love of the freezer. Yeah. And she started putting, like, the gallon of milk in there. So, <laughs> I know. Well, wow. no, listen, this is I'm not like, like
1: bug guide right now. I know
0: this is not milk that you would like pour a glass of milk and drink, but maybe to like, um, get a little for your coffee. <laughs> for your coffee, I don't know. You know what I say. George, my stepdad, would obviously go to Wawa and get her another little thing of milk. So the funniest part about how she freezes anything and everything yeah. is that most of the time it doesn't actually get used.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is yeah. she
0: also a master at using the No. Page?
1: She just wants to feel like she is receiving the value of the item. She
0: doesn't like to waste things. Uh-huh. But we thought, wow, that would be an amazing SNL skit. Just like the woman who can freeze everything. Cold cuts, you can freeze that. Ooh. Yeah, no. I know. You can. You can. Should you? Should you? No.
1: No. So anyway. Oh my gosh. yeah, so great. That was my update. Oh, I love that. It reminds me of, a, I think it was a New Yorker cartoon that I saw at one point, or maybe it was a skit of some sort, but it was about this mom that saves all of like, what is it called? Like the country croc Butter Mm -hmm. containers and uses them as Tupperware. Mm -hmm. So when you go into the refrigerator, it's completely unclear which is the actual butter. (laughs) Everything's country (laughs) crock. Everything is a butter container. That's so true. I know that would be a good SNL.
0: I mean, I feel like before there was really good, inexpensive like Tupperware types. I mean, Tupperware is the actual brand, but like now you can go to Target and get Gladware food storage very inexpensively. Yes. But before that all existed, Tupperware was expensive. Country crock. Um, you know, tubs were, I guess were kind of like yeah. kind of a high quality reusable option, <laughs> yeah, would we say high quality? Not at the time no. it was a
1: good enough fish, yes, it was replacement of official tupperware, yes.
0: My mom used to always put soup, which she would freeze
1: soup, I think, totally.
0: My mom would always make like huge batches of her chicken noodle soup, which is the best. and then. But she would, like, put them in the country crock or whatever kind of butter container that we had left over because they were excellent to freeze because it would be, like, one big helping of soup. Oh, right. You know, like, the size of it was perfect. Okay. Yes, I'm recalling some country (laughs) crock
1: Does country proc still exist? I think it does, right? I don't. I think so. Yeah, I feel like we could have an entire episode similar to recalling our friend, favorite Friends episodes. We could have an entire episode just about our favorite Saturday Night Live
0: episodes. Oh, like, definitely. It's so funny. I know. I just sent you one earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I know. I need to watch that one. They're great. Yeah. Um, what other updates do you have for us, amanda? so my our
1: friends always love it when they get the shout outs on the podcast mm-hmm. and so my friend megan megan I think Megan's like I, if we were doing a tally board, she's had the most for sure yep um, so she said that she listened to the episode where we talked about nicknames and I shared that my college roommates call me man, and she looked at me like very worriedly, like. I never even asked you, like, do you like man as a nickname? I was like, I really do. She's like, okay, God. Yeah. Maybe I've been annoying you for the past, God, a, 20 years. It's or a how, term of endearment. It's a term of endearment. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So that was really fun. But I love it when I always forget now to tell people that they've gotten a shout out, but our loyal listeners, they don't need to know because they are going to listen. They're going to hear it. Oh, yeah.
0: And anybody that I mention or we mentioned that, like, I didn't tell them, yeah. then I get a really excited text from yeah. them when they hear it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's a good way to Test. Are your friends actually listening to your podcast? <laughs> don't tell them when they're mentioned and just <laughs> see if they notice. I know we should have like the to
1: enter the Facebook community. What is Amanda's favorite friends episode or something like oh, that? Oh yeah,
0: that would be fun. A little trivia. A little trivia. Trivia. Yeah. Um, one other update that I wanted to give. So we talked about last week, uh, we got on off on a little tangent that I mentioned Buffalo plaid. Yeah. And you did not know that this particular plaid that is especially popular around like the holidays and like with the lumberjack yeah. crew mm-hmm. um you did not know that it was called buffalo plaid. so which i should know because i love my
1: kind of type of like guy that i like is a lumberjack oh really uh-huh.
0: you're just an anomaly <laughs> because i don't think of um ryan gosling at all lumberjack ish but some of your other celebrity crushes are very lumber lumberjack ish
1: well, in the notebook, I felt like Ryan Gosling, True. There, you know, there was like okay. that whole when he was rebuilding the house for her and everything. there was definitely that
0: like lumberjack vibe. Uh huh. Yeah. Beard- okay. Beards. Well, I learned I was curious. We were curious about the history of the buffalo plaid. Yeah. And it was it has nothing to do with Buffalo, New York. OK, um, it's actually it originated in Scotland. Oh, um, it was originally called McGregor Red. Oh. Wait, no, sorry. Rob Roy McGregor. Okay. Nope. Hold on. Let's take it back a little bit. Rewind. So the pattern is associated with the folk hero, Rob Roy McGregor. Okay. I don't know who he is, but that will be more research later. And the I pattern- think I
1: know, I don't, I have know of him, but I wouldn't be able to give you three sentences. Okay.
0: That. Well, apparently, like- um because of that scottish connection the pattern there is often called rob roy okay and then um the pattern was brought over to the us in the 1800s mm-hmm. and it eventually i guess made its way up the northeast to the woolrich woolen mill which i know oh. where woolrich i believe that's in Uh, central Pennsylvania, I have been to like the Woolrich factory store. Oh, really? And in 1850, they started producing buffalo plaid shirts. And supposedly the name comes from the fact that the mills designer at the time owned a herd of buffalo.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the mills designer owns buffalo. So the plaid that they're creating is called the buffalo plaid.
0: Correct. But it started out being called Rob Roy plaid. That doesn't
1: roll off the tongue as well as buffalo plaid.
0: But does buffalo plaid roll off the time? I don't know. We're just so used to it. Or well, I'm, I'm, I'm not used not. to it no. because
1: I'm brand new to this. Mm-hmm. But in that episode, we talked about how I was going to add to my to-do list to buy these these holiday pajamas because – we used to have a pair of buffalo plaid pajamas for Isabel, and they were like size six, and yeah. she tried to squeeze no her 10-year-old's body no into those. Fitting. So I went mm-hmm. on to Target, and when you go to tar- Target.com, it actually says buffalo plaid as a category. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I've not missed the memo on this for a long time. Anyway, I got... I'm not a big matching pajamas type of... I don't need the picture of all of us in the matching pajamas. It's not about that. It's just that I actually really like what is called buffalo plaid. So I got... Pajamas for Isabel, me, Fernando, my mom who lives with us, the dog, mm-hmm. and a bandana, and I got all of those for sixty
0: nine dollars. Yeah, it's Target. I mean, Target is just—you know how I feel about Target, and it's
1: all just going to sh- shipped to my house. Arriving. It the was all thirty per- There was thirty percent off sale, and I got my five percent off for using my Target card. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brooke, what what is easier than that?
0: Nothing. Nothing. You know how passionately. I feel about Target, their app, the convenience of uh, the drive up, the pickup. And I can click a
1: little box that said save a dollar and have it all together because it was clear that they were all going to come at different times, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I just like it all to be like a big old box of happiness. So like, nope, just give it to me in
0: one box. Save my dollar. It's like Nine bucks. Amazing. I know. Amazing. You guys are going to be all decked out in your buffalo plaid. Uh, I know. Maybe the next day that we record, I'll wear my buffalo plaid shirt. Yes. And you can wear your pajamas and we'll match. We should have a pajama recording
1: day. I mean, every day is pajama recording day for me. I want to have a pajama party where we host, but everybody's in pajamas. That would be fun. And that'd be fun. And just bring like your favorite like couch
0: snack. Yes. Like keep it cash. This is my perfect idea of hosting. Yeah, because like you moved into this house during COVID, and like our little gaggle of of mom friends, nobody else has ever been here. No. You were going to host at one point, but I then was, we got nervous because, like, the COVID was variant. heating up again. It was heating up. I think the kids weren't vaccinated yet. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe. I'm going to invite myself over for a pajama party. I'm really good at um, finding ways to, like, invite myself over to people's houses without them realizing that I've invited myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it's a skill.
0: I think so, too. That, that I'm just, good at it. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a skill. Yeah.
1: Because now I'm thinking, like, I'm going to have a pajama party. Yeah. And you're coming. Obviously. So that's happening. Okay,
0: sounds mm. good. Maybe after March, <laughs>
1: but then we won't yeah. be able to wear our plaid But you're allowed to have fun before March. It's still winter. Yeah,
0: I mean, true. buffalo plaid is in season until time well, whenever you're cold. We make the rules, and we it'll definitely still be cold in, cold in March. So I know.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um, actually, my birthday is in March, Oh. so maybe my birthday party <gasps> will be a pajama party. That'll be good. Oh my god let's start planning it now with kids or without kids oh without really i love them but where am i gonna send my kid all right i'll figure it out well uh depends if we're actually sleeping over I'm not having a bunch of grown-ass women Why? spend the night at my house. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I would do it. I'm like, you got room. No. Okay. So pajama party. Oh, yeah, because you've got like multiple living rooms here with the way your house is situated. And I have so fireplaces. The kids, the kids yes. can be watching movies in one room. Correct. And then, oh, I'm into it. You see what I'm saying? I see.
1: Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes I think without kids is more stressful. No. Well, it's more stressful to orchestrate sometimes, yes. but it is—it's less stressful once you're partying without them. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. All right, <gasps> I'm digging it.
0: It'll be fun. All, All right, on. should we take a little break? Let's take a break, and we'll come back to. We got some exciting <laughs> conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be back.
0: If you're looking for a customizable gift for someone special, look no further than Morning Fog Studios. You can get thoughtful and personalized gifts including hand-etched glassware and more from this small women-owned business. Amanda, I've ordered custom glassware from Morning Fog Studios as teacher gifts in the past and they've always received rave reviews. I have a couple of glasses in my cabinet
1: that have a lovely etched A on them and I have to say they are a go-to in this household.
0: At Morning Fog Studios, they make individual stencils for each glass and sandblast the design, which makes a deep etch that lasts as long as the glass does.
1: They also work with each customer to create a gift that is personal and meaningful by celebrating a special someone, commemorating milestone events and achievements.
0: Check out all the customizable glassware and gifts at morningfogstudios.com and use code goodenoughish for 20% off an item of your choice, excluding sale items. That's morningfogstudios.com, code goodenoughish. All right, we're back. We are back. Amanda, the holidays are just around the corner, but there's there's a holiday that you might be forgetting about. Which is? And that's going to guide our conversation today. Yes. So in between Hanukkah and Christmas is a little holiday called Festivus. Yes. And this is... Is something that I learned about from Seinfeld. Uh Um, Apparently, it's billed as Festivus for the rest of us. And it is a holiday that has several steps. One of them is get a Festivus pole, which that's not something that we need to do right here right now. It's a lot of clutter. It's a lot of clutter. Um, And uh, apparently, meatloaf is... um, also big part of Festivus. We're not no, talking about that today, that. though. Okay. The biggest part, and we just kind of figured out a way to tie this in because we wanted to talk about pet peeves. We just randomly wanted to talk about pet peeves, yeah. and then it turns out... That it's December, and Festivus is coming up, and one of the biggest parts of Festivus is airing your grievances. <gasps> so we were just kind of looking for a little lighthearted topic today, and, and we decided... Listen, this could be part one of a many (laughs) Part one, (laughs) a 39 part series. Because we realize that we have lots of pet peeves. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it's just good to get it out there. Right. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, tell me, could you like, do you think you could narrow down all of your pet peeves to like the one main No. No, too many. You can (laughs) you count? I mean I have one that is the most prominent in my life all right let's hear it extraneous packaging oh so i have a real problem um like and this comes into play the most often with food so like food or drink so you know how when you get the little if you get like a 12 pack of soda Mm -hmm. and it comes in the box that you can take the little thing off of to make Mm -hmm. it like a little drink Mm -hmm. dispenser Mm -hmm. like well, I also bought like an actual plastic stacking thing to organize the drinks mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. fridge. A space saver. And um it really drives me crazy though when back when we were using the cardboard version, mm-hmm. like I would go into the fridge and that whole thing would be in there but with one soda. Mm-hmm. So, and like anytime there is a box of something with like one cookie left, okay. Or one tiny amount of cereal or something like Why is that package there taking up space in my life, in my fridge, in my pantry, Mm -hmm. when there is, like, very little in it? So I have a real – Oh, I thought
1: when you were sharing the pet peeve that you were saying more, like, you hate it when you buy something or something gets delivered and it's in way too much packaging. Well,
0: that too. But that's easier to, like, dispose of. This is, like, when I go to the pantry and I pull out the box of Cheez-Its and there's, like, four Cheez-Its in there. Mm -hmm. Did we need to save those four Cheez-Its – and the whole box right so that is one of my like nick knows now like when he gets home from the grocery store because he usually does like our main uh grocery order at giant mm-hmm. he comes home he's like do you want me to put away or do you want to i'm like i will get in there and put stuff away because yeah. not only will i go through and like either get rid of the stuff that is um almost empty or, like, basically empty and it's still on the shelf for some reason. But I will, like, combine things or minimize or I'm very big on, like... Do you decant
1: ever? Do you decant into canisters?
0: I do certain things.
1: Like, I think I'm going to... I do decant some things, like rice. Like I love the OXO push Mm -hmm. ones. Those are so good. I do like rice and nuts, but I think I need to decant my cereal now because both me and Isabel, I'm a toddler. We both love cinnamon toast crunch and we eat a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So I think I need to get myself a cereal pourer because sometimes we do get into that situation where there's just a little bit of cereal left. I don't necessarily want to throw it away, but I would like to be able to combine it in some way.
0: Yeah. I have like. I have feelings about decanting. I think a lot of it is unnecessary. I don't know. Like, I love the home edit in terms of, like, how their stuff always looks on their Instagram and, and on their show and stuff. But a lot of it's like, did we need to buy this many plastic containers? But, Correct. like, I think for that, like, something that you're actually noticing the friction. It would eliminate some friction. Right. Yeah. And I used, like, the – um They're not the Oxo, but they are, I forget the name of the brand, but I really like them because they're tall but narrow. And so they fit in our um, one cabinet. But I use like all of my baking stuff is Mm -hmm. in those because I need to be able to see how much sugar and flour and stuff that comes in a bag. Like you can't, no, you can't keep that bag. Um, We do it for like Cheez Its pretzels goldfish anything that like the kids eat regularly yeah like i want to be able to see how much is left yeah so we do that but yeah it's not even like a need for decanting it's just when i go into the pantry or fridge and i find extraneous packaging Mm. that doesn't need to
1: be there. you can tell this is brooks like number
0: one it's a really big one number one
1: okay your turn i have several that fall in the category of driving (sighs) don't we all yeah. Yeah. Because driving is, so I told you this phrase that my friend Karen says often, because she has a lot of pet peeves, she says, hell is other people. Yeah.
0: I've never heard
1: that. Which I think is hysterical because it's like, I'm perfect. It's everybody else. Well, of course. That's the problem, right? So I think that comes into play when you're driving because we are just like a whole bunch of strangers out there rolling around, (laughs) trying to get on our way. And each of us gets in each other's way and does things that drive Mm -hmm. each other crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm also very much a rule follower. And so I feel like there are rules. There are rules. And... When you don't follow them, it drives me insane. Yeah. So things like tailgating. Mm -hmm. And tailgating is hard because there really is no sort of, like, rule. Like, yes, we learned that, like, if you're going 50 miles an hour, there should be five car lengths between you. But people who tailgate... Mm -hmm. Somebody tailgating me can take me from the best mood to the worst mood Mm -hmm. in three seconds flat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, with tailgating to the point, if I can even, like, comfortably, like, just pull over, let them pass me and keep going, I do that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that really bothers me with driving is the zipper. When people do not respect the zipper. Do you know what I'm talking about? The zipper? Yes. So it's a merge. So say you have two lanes, right? Yeah. You have two lanes and everybody takes a turn. You go, I go. You go, I go. You go. You go. When people don't respect that, either they don't let you in or they try to get in and you've already zippered somebody mm-hmm, in before mm-hmm. you and they're trying, no, it's not two two, and then one, it's nope. one and one, yeah. one and one. <laughs> when people don't follow the zipper, when they don't turn on their turn signal. Oh. So Brooke, I have thought before about like, so if I'm following behind somebody and they don't use their turn signal at an intersection or at a stop sign or to change lanes, I've thought about literally, like, pulling up next to them, rolling down my window, and saying something like, oh, I just wanted to let you know I don't think your turn signal is working.
0: Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Nick and I always joke, like, oh, their car didn't come with that option. Because it's like, oh, you were sitting in the middle of this lane, but how are we supposed to know that you were turning because you didn't use your turn signal? Correct. Have you ever driven in the South? Yeah. Yeah. I find that people in the South use turn signals far less than we do. Oh, really? Maybe it's just New Orleans where I've gone a lot because I have family there. Mm. But turn signals are very optional there. Yeah. 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 No, I have the turn signal <laughs> issue, the rule following. Yes, because we're both like type A rule followers. It's yeah. a, just follow the rules. You got to follow if the rules. If you pass on the left, everything, the traffic will move along. Oh, it's...
1: one more, one more. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're related to driving. People who drive slowly in the passing lane. Oh, yeah, no. And that are complete. I think a lot of my pet peeves have to do with a lack of self-awareness. Yes,
0: because the people that don't notice that people are passing them on the right, which is dangerous, but they have no other choice because they this person has been in the left. Yes, highway, like not following the flow of traffic, really. Mm -hmm. Right, no Mm -hmm. self-awareness,
1: which bridges me to another pet peeve not related to driving. Okay. I'm getting upset. That's okay. (laughs) It's as if I'm reliving the moment as it's happening. But my other thing is, like, lack of self-awareness. And this is my friend Karen. This is one of her big pet peeves is, like, clusters of people that create a bottleneck and this have is... no awareness of it. So if you are getting off an escalator, for example, and these 10 people get off the escalator, stand at the top, and have a
0: conversation. This is Nick's biggest pet peeve. Like, it annoys me, but it it's, like, an actual problem. Makes me want to lose my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, like, or standing
1: in front of an exit mm-hmm. or like when we went to rent, I think this happened where like everybody is funneling out at the same time mm-hmm. and you get out the front door where 150 people and you stand there mm-hmm. and you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hello.
0: I know. Are you aware? Yeah. The lack of self-awareness, especially like I think, you know, as I, I don't know if this is like more of a female thing, but growing up we as girls we were meant we were taught a little bit more to like not ruffle anyone's feathers yep. not get in anyone's way mm-hmm. and maybe i took that more to heart than other people did but it has made me so much more frustrated when, like, other people don't have the, that self-awareness or don't follow the general rules of society. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you know? Like, I don't want to be in anyone's way. And and I've gotten a lot less, like, you know, I, I will be in the way if I need to um, type of thing or to disrupt something. But generally, like, I want to be invisible. Yeah. To, let's keep
1: the flow attractive. Let's keep moving. The flow. Let's keep the self-awareness. Let's, high. When they are when we're at
0: the sef- self checkout let's move things along. Let's know how to scan the products. Like let's let's just move things along. All right, let's talk about a couple yeah. others that
1: uh, uh this is going to be a like yeah, part 1 of 39 It's okay.
0: I feel Brooke, like we're going to get a lot of messages about this one because I want to hear everybody else's pet peeves. I
1: know. This is one that I don't think is very common, but I think this is one that you're really going to understand, which is I have a pet peeve for poorly designed billboards mm-hmm. and ads on public transportation.
0: Same. Because, Obviously. Brooke,
1: as a designer, you know. You know, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I would, so I rode the step to the, you know, the commuter train into Philadelphia for 15 years. Mm. And there would always be, what is the name of that book? Like, what is the name of the poster? Like
0: a one sheet.
1: I mean, yeah. It's like basically like a poster on the train. Yeah. And I would be sitting, say, five rows back. And it would say something like, don't miss out on this event in big, bold letters. And then in teeny 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 tiny print, it would explain what it was, and I'm like, who got this job mm-hmm. on the marketing team? Mm-hmm. Because this ad that they just spent however many thousands of dollars is completely ineffective, right? Or a billboard that they spent—I mean, people spend like ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month for a billboard oh my gosh, or yeah. more, and. You literally cannot glean any of the information. It no. makes me want to call the company and be like, may I speak to the head of
0: your marketing? So when I was in school, I was in a design program, and um, we had a billboard project that we had to the, – the maximum number of syllables you could have was <sighs> seven. You had to get your entire point across in seven syllables these people if didn't you had go, copy. These on people it. didn't
1: go to your program. They did bro. not.
0: But I am such a stickler. I mean, obviously, for the design aspect of things, it's like, hello, I can't read this. But also, if there's like a really long tagline, you expect people driving on I 95 to stop and read that? No. Yeah. They're okay. Although, let's so be honest upset. that they're probably in traffic on I 95. But and that's just, a different.
1: Yeah. Like, even like, so there was an Indian restaurant that, um, just opened and they had all these flags outside. You could tell they had spent so much money and all the flags said, now open, now open, now open. And teeny, 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 tiny at the bottom was the logo, Mm. which was illegible Mm -hmm. of this Indian restaurant. So I'm very clear that something is open, yeah, but I have no idea what it is.
0: And I get so frustrated because as a designer and like as someone who, you know, creates visual brands, I'm like, I want them to succeed. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. want them to do well. And Right. It's like clearly you want people to come do whatever, and
1: you're not achieving that. It just feels like such a waste of –
0: It it upsets me if they designed a designer or if they hired a designer that didn't – Deliver. Deliver. Or if they're not using a designer, which also I understand because if they're a new business, they might have a small budget. But I'm like, please just let me help you because I want you to do well, new Indian restaurant. Maybe we'll have to support them. And get lunch there one day and be like and also you guys really need to increase the size of your logo okay. yeah i've thought <laughs> oh, about making the like, logo when bigger. i was on
1: the train i thought about like taking my phone out and taking a picture of the image and being like this is what i'm seeing yeah i'm in the fourth row <laughs> i just thought you should know yeah because this... nobody's
0: telling them no no they're just saying oh our marketing budget like it really just it it didn't work out well this year we right. spent all this money and no business came from it because it was designed poorly yes yeah, don't even get me started on bad uh, bad like, design. I need like I that one. All right, let's hear a couple of yours. Oh, you want more? Um, okay, so this is something that I don't know when it became commonplace, but, you know, Facebook Marketplace and like selling things and like buy-sell trade groups, very popular. Mm-hmm. When did it become normal for people to just respond with the word interested?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I – what does that mean? You're interested in learning more? You are going to pay me for this right now? You are going to come to my house to pick it up? Like, when someone is giving something away that I want, my response is always like, I would love this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that is me saying, please give me this item if you are still getting rid of it. But the whole interested thing, I'm like, what would you like to okay. know? Okay. I don't like the whole interested. You don't like that No,
1: I, it's too vague. Yeah, I think so... That is similar to a pet peeve that I have, which is – so I think some Facebook groups have the rules where if you're interested, just write the word interested, and then it sets up the line. Mm. And so it's like a rule. So Mm. on our group, the way we do things is when you're interested in something, all you do is write the word interested. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a member of a Buy Nothing group, though, recently that said – don't just put the word interested, actually describe more about that. what it is that you want and why why you want this because that will help the person decide who Amazing. the right person Yeah, is. So, I don't
0: want to have to like if I post something that I'm giving away and you say interested, then that forces me to have to start a longer conversation with you. Right. I would rather you just I think say a lot of
1: Facebook groups just use it as like I'm in, I'm in line. Well, I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> what I also don't like about Facebook groups sometimes is the acronyms. Mm. It'll be like um so for example like um easy porch pickup is like EPP mm-hmm. or like smoke free home is like SFH I'm mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about can you just write easy porch pickup it's really not porch that pickup? long to type out right or like, words. yeah, DH. Have you ever seen that before? Like, dear husband, dear husband, which is that's like, so weird. antiquated. Yeah, that's weird. Dear daughter, like that's what people will. I don't get that. Just write. Daughter. And then there's never in the rules or files. There's never some sort of like acronym glossary.
0: This should be an SNL skit. <laughs> DH. Um.
1: One more thing for me, uh, and then I want to hear one more of yours, and then we probably
0: should. Table the rest. I mean, for another yeah. update. Are we start? Is this a downer? Festivus can. It's not meant to be a happy holiday. I think it's fun.
1: I okay. think it's fun to be kind of a curmudgeon. Okay, I'm having fun.
0: <laughs> My they're
1: <I'm laughs> having fun. I'm having fun talking about all the things that drive me crazy. Oh, Junie! Junie's looking at me with her bulging eyes. She never gives me any attention. She doesn't when you're here. here, but yeah. I just got some. I'm getting love. Um, okay. So as we've talked about, I am a rule follower. We do a lot of camping and campsites have quiet hours that mm-hmm. are posted. They're usually 10 p.m. or 11 p.m.
0: Which is plenty
1: late. When the clock strikes 10 p.m., I want it to become silent. I want you to whisper. I want. I don't want a peep. There are some people that quiet hours mean nothing. Nothing. So and they will laugh and yell and scream and the music and I'm exhausted. I've been like, you know, making cups of teas from like a fire all day. Okay. Yeah, I'm which exhausted, which we know does not, not sound fun. like fun yeah. to you. <laughs> but Fernando knows, he knows the look in my eye that I get when it's around 10, 15. And I'm like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. nope. Are you, are you that person? I that was, will go over there. Give them a talking to? I will give them a talking what to. What do you say? Um, It depends. Mm -hmm. It depends on the situation. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, you got to be a little careful, too. Yeah. You know? Um, But I was so mad this summer. This woman was screaming profanities. Oh, nice. Next to us. At a family campground. At 11 o'clock at Mm -hmm. night. And I walked over there and I just said, excuse me, can you please stop screaming? And she was like, what? I said, I said, can you please stop screaming? and she sort of quieted down, but people get real mad. She's like,
0: I can't believe someone just told me to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I always make a, I usually like at the campground, I like to know like what's the after hours
0: number, mm-hmm. how can I, you know, because. Mm-hmm. Get someone else to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. I like it when they break those rules. tell the principal. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that kind of leads to one of mine because that's this whole like, I cannot stand, um, what's the word I'm looking for? uh, Entitlement. Mm. I cannot stand entitlement of people that think like, oh, those rules don't apply to me. So one of mine. Deep breaths. And this is probably why I have like issues with certain dogs that like I don't dislike Junie. It's fine. I like you. But dog people who think their dog is the exception. Mm. Like, no, there's a an actual leash law. Like your dog has to be on a leash. I do not care if your dog is nice. Mm-hmm. And it really drives me crazy when people Mm -hmm. insist that their dog is the exception, Mm -hmm. that, oh, it's fine. He's nice. I don't care Mm -hmm. if your dog is nice. Mm -hmm. My child is scared of it. Mm -hmm. Put it on a leash.
1: Yeah, like a lot of the downtown media events are like no dogs,
0: but people bring their dogs anyway. Every time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Every time. You need to follow the rules, Brooke. I know. I would like your dog better if it were on a leash. Yeah. Not you specifically. (laughs) Your dog is sometimes on a leash even indoors to to keep her cute little paws off of me. Can I sneak in just one more? Of course. Amanda, this is – we make the rules here. I hate waiting for the check
1: at a restaurant.
0: So, yeah. I saw this on your list. Have you been to um, the turning point? Or turning point. It's a new. Yeah, okay. So. so it's a change. Do you get to prepay, Brooke? No, you don't prepay. But you get to as it. soon as you're done, they give you a check Ugh. and it has a QR code. Uh. So you do not. Ha- you don't have to give your credit card to anyone. You don't have to wait for them to take your card and then bring it back. But but Brooke book do my concern is a lot of times I don't get the check
1: in a timely manner to even be able to pay when I am done I I almost want to prepay for my events because when I am done eating and I have taken the requisite five minutes to sit there and relax I want to go Mm. I want to leave I want to get up and then I feel like I have been taken prisoner waiting for that check see I'm a chatter I like to no I'm ready to wrap it up (laughs) I want to get on my way. And so that's great because you have eliminated about 50% of the problem, which is then waiting for them to come back with the credit card. But I get bonkers when I don't even have the check in my hands. Well,
0: well, another thing that drives me nuts is like, and again, this is the rule follower and the person that doesn't want to bother anyone, but like I cannot stand... If you go out to eat with like eight people and everybody wants to put it on their own, like you want to split it. I yeah. I do not like doing that to the server. So another great thing yeah. about this turning point place, this was the first time I had ever seen this. This uh, is maybe it's taken, you know, already taken off in the cities, but we're in the suburbs here, people. Um, I was out uh, to lunch with two friends. We each scanned the QR code and we were able to say, like, we're splitting this based on three people. We're splitting this based on what we got. That's like, you have good. different options for how to split it. And you don't have to give multiple cards to your server.
1: That's good. It,
0: get, it like, abolished so much friction. Mm. I'm just like, why is every... I, I'm assuming that every restaurant will have this in the next year. Yes. Because it... I mean, who... Like... Sometimes I'll go out with a group and I will volunteer to pay on my card and then just have everyone Venmo me. We did that just, the rent night. Yeah. I
1: paid and it was great because now that Venmo has again. the I know here. We are I'm talking you, we about we don't get the time, out much
0: clearly. We don't this is the one is, That's one like event. the one social event of
1: the year. I mean, yeah. although now maybe if we have the pajama party, we'll talk about that for the next six months. Yes. But um I really like that, and I love now on the Venmo. Well, not now. I'm sure you can always do it, but you, like, people just can easily scan. Yes. So within a minute and a half of paying the bill, every single
0: person at that table had Venmoed me. Yep. And the QR code, man, what a comeback!
1: Right, because when it first came out, it did not, it did not take catch off. Catch on. We
0: used to have people that would ask us if they should put it on like a brochure or design or something. We're like, no, it's nobody's using using QR codes. COVID brought back the QR code. Yeah. But I don't love that rest- some restaurants still use it. Like, like I like to see a menu. I a paper like a menu. menu. What's yeah. Junie doing? She's just having a grand old time over here. What, is she eating something? Her
1: a little toy. Oh, that's All right. fine.
0: Yeah. I like she there- was, like biting a box or something. <laughs> She's good. Are there any? Yeah, I have a few more, <sighs> but maybe we're starting to go on too much here. But we would love to hear what your pet peeves are, and maybe we can help you resolve some of them. Yeah, that's like, kind I of a- yeah. feel like this restaurant thing, I was like so amazed. I'm like, this has taken out like four things that are my pet peeve yes. it just streamlined so much of the process and i was like i'm going to come back to here, here to eat again i mean the food was also good and the service was good but i'm going to come back here with multiple people because this was such like a seamless friction yeah. frictionless pro, pro- mm-hmm. seamless frictionless process uh, there's
1: a whole okay now that toy squeaks Junie. hi
0: Ooh. Oh, got some growls.
1: Okay, I'm, okay. The toy is squeaking, I'm but sorry. we're about to take a break. So, um, there's a whole um sector of academia called like behavioral economics. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this? Oh. No. And it's basically uh, sort of like user experience design, setting up physical environments to get. Pe- people and things to flow in a certain way. So, uh, like that turning point, that's an
0: example that, of that would like be behavioral design. Yes. If I, I ever change uh, careers, that sounds like it's right up my
1: alley. Yeah. Like setting up a cafeteria in a certain way, like Longwood Gardens, for example, which we love, ugh, their um, food court area needs some major behavioral yeah. design. It's just, it's just like, how could we? I feel like the people that designed it are like, how can we create bottlenecks? Yeah. How can we create the most possible bottlenecks right. in this experience? And those Let's issues
0: end up being such a larger issue for accessibility reasons, yes. too. And it's like, you're making things more difficult for everyone.
1: Yes. Especially yeah. when you get, you know, three coffees and four things of flan and it's like $95. Flan? Just...
0: <laughs> do you buy a lot of flan at Longwood
1: Gardens? Not flan. They have like a chocolate mousse pudding that we get a lot. Uh-huh. And we usually we have to remortgage our house when we eat at Longwood. And yeah. so I would like a little better flan before i get my you know 17 chocolate mousse you don't want to be angry when you be angry eating
0: your 17 it. chocolate mousse yeah yeah so if you're listening longwood all right well that was a good festivus maybe we'll save the rest of our airing of grievances for next year yeah but we want to
1: hear what there's so one. many more
0: on the list I know. <laughs> you know what we've all got them let's we've embrace them. them yeah we've yeah. got them
1: all right let's hear from our listeners i want you guys to tell us okay. um, all right we're gonna take a little break
0: we'll be back It's planner season. Listeners, you've heard me talk about the Balance Bound Planner on the podcast, and now is the time to snag your 2023 planner because the new year will be here before you know it. I know it's a scary thought, but it's truly just around the corner. The Balance Bound Planner helps you organize your to-dos, set boundaries, and prioritize self-care so you can better show up for the people and causes that matter to you. Each day in our planners is divided into our four signature sections, work, self, others, and home. So each role you play comes into full focus. You can clearly see at a glance where you're spending your time and where you need to set more boundaries to make more time for yourself. Our dated planners include not one, but two spreads per week. So there's room for everything taking up space in your brain. There are eight gorgeous cover designs to choose from, in your choice of wire binding or book binding. I'm a lefty, so I prefer the book binding, which lays open on my desk at all times. If you prefer a daily page layout or an undated format, we've got you covered with our undated daily planner or our best-selling daily planner pad. Plus, we have a ton of other great planner accessories, stationery products, stickers, journals, and more. These products are a true labor of love, and I can't wait for you to see them. Head to balancebound.co to shop the entire collection. That's balancebound.co to explore and shop. We're back. Amanda, what is sparking joy for you right now? So I had to make some edits
1: on my phone because my eye doctor had been warning me over the past few years. Mm -hmm. That all of a sudden, I would probably find myself in need of reading glasses. Mm. And she said that it would kind of happen like, boop, overnight. Ew. I know. I have worn contacts since I was a wee babe. Me since too. I was like 12. I was 10. Really? Yeah. I know. Isabel wears glasses and we might need to transition to contacts at some point. But I... So I've never had to wear reading glasses or anything. I always just use... I have my contacts. But lately, I have been finding myself doing that thing mm-hmm, that you see where people hold the phone or hold the thing further away. And I did get some, I think like 1.25 or 1.50 is like the lowest reading glasses. So I got that. But I came across some article the other day that was reminding me about changes that I can make on my iPhone. Yes. So I want to walk people through that if you're feeling like your iPhone, the screen is just a little too small, you can go into, so you go to settings and then you scroll down and you go to accessibility and then display and text size. It's the third down on mine. Mm -hmm. And when I go to that, it's about so much more than the text size. Mm. So if you click on larger text, there's a little slider down at the bottom where you can
0: change the size of the text. Oh, I always knew that you could make it larger, but I didn't know that you could customize it quite that much.
1: Yeah, so you can even click on where it says larger accessibility sizes. Does yours say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can toggle that on. It gives you
0: even more options. It gives you even more
1: options. So I made things bigger and then i even um i clicked on and off this button shapes thing which is really weird it basically puts underlines under anything that's a hyperlink Kind of like you know how you're used to. Ho- so if you yeah. click that on, all of a sudden anything on web whatever has a underline underneath of instead it
0: instead of a button or just it just
1: become it just becomes more clear to you that that is a clickable thing. Gotcha. Which uh, for some reason my brain is really enjoying. Okay. And then I also clicked that. Um, I clicked both Reduce Transparency and Increase Contrast. Wow. You just went to town. Right? And so when you click on those, you can see the difference it makes, right? So the Reduce Transparency, I don't really see. I don't really know what that's doing. But when you (laughs) click on Increase Contrast,
0: it just makes the
1: grays grayer and darker. And I just have found that my older eyes are now appreciating having things have more contrast, having those links be more clear, having the larger text size. So I feel like my phone is is transitioning to my older eye stage
0: this is fascinating like i haven't looked at this in a long time i didn't know that so there's a color filters option you can it can be used to differentiate colors by users who are colorblind and aid users who have difficulty reading text on the display Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is fascinating so i'm enjoying that very cool
1: what are you doing to do your future self a favor
0: so, I want to make it clear that I am not actually doing this because we all know that I am not hosting any holidays. Yes. Maybe ever, which is totally fine with me. Yes. But this is something that I remembered and I think it's such a good tip. And I think my mother in law does it. And, but I remember my mom doing this when we were younger and like we were hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas. So, like, the night before when she would be kind of setting the the table. Oh, the night before. Oh, sure. Night before or during the day wow. while while things are cooking, putting things out, putting platters and bowls and, like, the spoons and everything out in their designated spot mm. – and putting a post it, what's mm, going to mm, go mm, in that? Mm, so, this mm. is great because one, you know your table is going to fit everything. It's
1: next level. This is Two, amazing.
0: you know that um, if you have like a ton of mashed potatoes, okay, well, only half of the mashed potatoes are actually going to fit on the table at this point. Okay. So, like, just kind of keeps you accountable for your space. And if someone is. Uh, uh, I almost forgot this one. If someone is helping you to put things into serving dishes, they will know exactly what dish you had reserved for that thing. Mm. So it's just such a helpful way to take out some of that friction, streamline the like food-to-table process. So if you are mise en place, like – This is mise en place, like, to the max. And you can
1: even, if somebody is bringing dishes, you could put a Post-it note in the spot that's going to be, you know, exactly casserole. Or Mm. if they're
0: bringing it in their Tupperware and you want to put it in a nicer, like, serving platter, Mm -hmm. you can have that set aside for them. So you're not looking for platters at the last minute. So Mm -hmm. have all of your serving ware. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Have all of your serving ware ready to go. Figure out what food is going where. And then it's just going to... Make that process go faster once everything's ready to eat. That's good. Mm-hmm. And also, get yourself like, have maybe a box of aluminum foil nearby so that if you're starting to put things on the table, but oh, not uh-huh, everything's gonna uh-huh. be ready to eat for maybe 10 minutes. Right. Make sure you have that handy so you're covering things until it's like ready to chow, you're ready to chow down. And then it sounds
1: like another next level thing that you could do is that making sure that you have all your Tupperwares or Gladware or disposable things mm-hmm. at the ready so that when everybody's taking their leftovers home, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So
1: – could you, when you're a- attending your holiday dinners, do you think you'll be able to take a picture of this Post-it notes in action if it happens? Will yeah. you see this happen?
0: If I see it happen. My brother and his wife are hosting Christmas. So if they do this, I don't know that they will because we have like, we kind of do more of a buffet at their house. Yeah. But the next time my mom hosts a dinner... Um, you know, a family dinner and does this, I will definitely take a picture. I like the buffet. I feel like the buffet is minimum effective dose. Absolutely. Because it
1: does not involve the back and forth. And you can even keep things on the burners simmering. So you kind of get, like, you can use the kitchen island and then the table... You know, you might have your rolls on there yeah. and like, you know, that kind of stuff. You have yeah. wine and
0: things like that. But. but the way my brother's house, his kitchen is set up, like they have a very large kitchen, but they don't have a traditional dining room. So usually the adults, there's enough seating for us at like the island mm. that the, and there's a large countertop that's like the um, serve yourself buffet mm. area. So mm. the kids will sit at the table, the grown-ups will sit at the island, and then behind us is all of the like the buffet so mm-hmm. yeah it's a great setup especially nice. if you don't have a traditional dining room table yeah yeah because that just it, they had one before they renovated and it's just like it went unused so yeah so our this culture is a great has setup. become a lot more casual yeah 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 i love it i love it too good tip <sighs> all right well happy festivus to all <laughs> <laughs> let
1: it feel free to air your grievances to us yes we, we are love here your for your grievances. grievances yeah, yeah. All, all right, right. Bye. talk to you soon bye
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter.
1: Don't forget to find us on Instagram
0: at goodenough.ish.
1: Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.